Welcome to Saucer Cinema, the podcast about UFOs, aliens, and otherworldly phenomena in film, TV, and other media. I'm your host, Alex. Today, I am joined once again by a logical contraption, Nights After Dark's Eric Thibony, to discuss Fire in the Sky from 1993, directed by Robert Lieberman. everybody uh today i have eric thibany back on the pod uh we're going to be talking about fire in the sky directed by robert lieberman uh how you doing today eric hey i'm good uh thanks for having me back on i appreciate it i had a ton of fun last time and i'm stoked to talk ufos yeah since you actually have an interesting connection to this case i figure we just talk about this uh abduction classic i mean i I think honestly between this and communion and probably intruders the tv movie this is probably the main pop culture item that really defined the abduction zeitgeist for yeah i mean like this one is is easily the most well uh documented like uh in in the 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 sense of like uh witnesses uh of, of any abduction case it's definitely a, uh, you know, very, very well-known and well-publicized case and very uh, historically important. And I guess we should probably go over the basic story just so people know the background. So obviously Fire in the Sky is based on the alleged alien abduction of Travis Walton. The story is basically they were loggers in, uh, what was the area they were in? Uh, it's basically northern Arizona. It's a, a little town called Heber Overgard. Like, I grew up in Arizona, and I'm, I'm currently, like, you know the space time that i'm occupying is is arizona right now uh, so i'm uh i'm i'm, I'm well uh I, I know this area really well uh and it's it's a it's like a it's called the mogion rim there, there's a like a a rim uh a geograph a geological feature that like runs like a long distance and like uh uh, uh out east of, uh, of flagstaff basically uh, it's about an hour and a half out there uh i'm in flagstaff so it's like about an hour and a half away and it's uh yeah, little town, logger, logger town, Hebrew Overguard, uh, and they were they were doing a, a logging contract, like just about uh, I don't know, half hour outside of town, something like that. And uh, weird things happened. Yeah. So apparently, while one night as they were uh, going home, uh, they saw a huge uh, light in the woods, um, the the titular fire in the sky, and they uh, yeah. went to uh, drive by to investigate, and they saw a pretty much a classic flying saucer hovering in the middle of the clearing in the woods. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and Travis, uh, being, uh, that guy, uh, jumped out and ran up to it and, uh, got blasted by the saucer, big, uh, beam of like blue flame. They described it as like, just smacked him, knocked him back like 20 feet. The other dudes freaked out and took off. Uh, and they made it like, you know, they, they were like, they th- thought he was dead and they were like, Oh shit! It's coming for us. And then they they bailed. 
uh and then they got like i think a quarter mile down the road or something they're like shit we just left our buddy there like we got to turn around and they and they went back to get him and that he was gone right so like that's the that's the setup that's what was witnessed like uh that's that's what all of those dudes saw you know they they all kind of corroborated each other's stories and uh and and had like a i think they took like lie detector tests and everything and it like it it uh it turned into a big deal like everyone in the town like they went back and reported it right to the sheriff uh at, at some point and uh and they were like suspected of murder like everyone thought that they just like killed this guy when they're out on like a, a you know logging job like the tensions got heated or whatever and uh somebody uh you know just put put a chainsaw in him or something and uh and they hit his body uh, so like because you know they were like it was a crazy story like yeah. nobody was like gonna believe that a ufo knocked him back and then like disappeared him uh but uh yeah and then uh then five days later he turns up uh in a phone booth right outside of town with a crazy story yep and uh you know and of course there's a huge publicity blitz after that um oh yeah yeah lots of scrutiny lots of counterclaims and claims and yeah endless controversy but it became one of the most obviously famous incidents um he the interesting thing is that his story diverges very uh it diverges wildly from what is in the actual movie yeah um, yeah they based it on his book like he wrote a book after it happened and uh, yeah. and they they took a lot of liberties it's very uh you know hollywood uh friendly yeah. uh you know uh, take on it yeah and 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 i think one of the interesting things about the movie, though, is that the actual abduction sequence is still very, it's a very, I mean, it's a amazing sequence of filmmaking. Like, it's a very uh, uh, terrifying um, scene. It's like, I'm, I mean, it's probably the thing that most people remember about the movie. I mean, I think this is definitely one of those movies yeah. that gave a lot of people nightmares. As a yeah, it was like, it was surprisingly good. I, you know, rewatching it, I hadn't seen it in years. And uh, I just rewatched it a couple of days ago uh, for this. And uh, it, it was like, it totally held up like way better than I thought it was going to. Uh, I, I was, I enjoyed it. Like there's, it's, it's totally different, but like they do it really well. Like it's, it's a well done movie, like just taken as a movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very well shot. I mean, it's uh, well yeah. acted and everything. It's it's interesting because it's like, in a lot of ways, it's I mean, it's kind of a TV movie in a way, just but just made into but like the bigger budget. But like it's 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 really it's pretty good. I mean, it's um, it's maybe not like super exciting as as much as the abduction sequence is, but like it's definitely kind of a interesting uh, yeah there's there's two really solid sequences the abduction scene is one and then like when he's on board the alien craft is the other yeah uh, yeah yeah those are those are the standout scenes for sure and then the rest of it you're right it's like sort of like uh you know 90s tv drama a little bit like they're kind of like you know arguing with his wife or whatever about like what yeah. they're gonna do about it and yeah that sort of thing but it's cool you know whatever yeah, it's very watchable. It's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely not a uh, embarrassing movie to watch. It's not like a movie that feels like, oh god, this is so awful. You know, this is so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the thing that's really interesting about this to me is that um, this is one of those cases like people. It is not a case that people are tend to be neutral about. I, I've noticed it is generally like people really tend to be like either super on board for everything that travis says or they are really fucking like this it's all a lie it's all a lie it's all hooks all a lie you know or, yeah it, it was it was weird i just did like a, a kind of a cursory uh like search uh i was 
just to you know see what was out there uh and like again i hadn't done that in a long time like i've you know i i've known the story so there's, there's no reason for me to like dive into like ufo blog posts about it but what you just said is totally right there's like this crazy like animosity towards them which i didn't was not even aware of until like today uh yeah people like do not want to believe that they want to like poke holes in the story or uh yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a big deal. And he he was just on Joe Rogan, so like he had like a lot of uh, uh, you know, there's a lot more interest in it currently than there's probably been for years. Yeah, yeah. There was some controversy this year because of some acrimony, personal acrimony between him and uh, Mike Rogers. Yeah, the crew chief, the other the guy who was like, uh, yeah, in, in charge of the the logging crew. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they have a lot of history together. They were best, they were you know best buds back in the day. And then I think he married uh, Travis, married his sister, and then divorced her a few years ago. And so there's like, there's some personal issues. And then Mike started like hinting, oh, maybe I don't support Travis's story anymore, but without actually truly fully saying, oh, I did it all. It's a hoax. Yeah, I mean, they're like, I, I, I just assume there's like some financial, uh, like, you know, it's, it's sort of a big moneymaker, like the story. There's obviously a movie and like, you know, that we're talking about. And, yeah, you yeah. know, for, for years there's so it's like a source of, of income. These guys are loggers like they're not, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's probably something like that. That was my take on it. But I, I again, I didn't really look into it. So. Well, yeah, I mean, that was my take on it, too. It really felt like more like personal drama between the two. But then right after that started happening, these two people came, or these two sort of groups of people started coming in trying to debunk the story. Like, it's just, I guess they saw an opportunity and said, okay, this is how we're going to, we're we've going to prove it's not real for once and for all. And they, you know, like they released some kind of record, like, like uh, on uh, some recording of, talking to mike about him saying something about it being a hoax but it's like huh. it wasn't very clear it's just it feels very the whole thing the thing about debunker people is that they can be just as fucking insane as yeah. true believer people yeah and, and just as unhinged and, and obsessive and it's like this uh weird thing but one of the arguments they were trying to float was that the so-called spaceship was actually a tower in the woods that which was miles away from the actual site that somehow that they were able to fool the other guys in the truck into thinking it was a spaceship or something like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, that was that I saw that actually. And I was thinking, uh, cause okay, I've been out there. I went out there with Travis Walton, like the first tour he did of this in 2015, maybe something like that. Yeah. 2016. Like it was for the 40th anniversary. So it's probably like yeah. six years ago now. Yeah. Uh, and, and he, he took us out to the site and he stood where he said that he got zapped. Um, I meant to mention this earlier, but yeah, anyway, so I, like, I've been out to that site a bunch and uh, I, there's no fucking towers out there, man. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, like a, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the tower that they're talking about exists, but it's like miles away from the site. Like, yeah, I mean, it would have to be, they were talking about like a, a spotlight or a searchlight and it would, I mean, I don't know, maybe you could do it. I, I would have to see exactly what they said, but like, it, it would have to be a really fucking bright light. Yeah, yeah, it's not very convincing. It's not a very convincing takedown, but I mean, no. But once you get that like report, like oh the thing the case has been debunked or something, you know, and then people take it as the gospel that's been debunked yeah. until 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 that just goes away and people forget about that and it's like it does. This happens every few years with with big cases like this. Somebody claims that oh we finally figured out how they did it or how they hoaxed it or something. And I mean I don't yeah. know. I mean it's also uh, I think we should follow this tangent. Like so, how did you get 
involved? I mean, how did you find the tour? Was it just like, it's a... yeah, they just, it was like, okay. So I don't normally like hang out with UFO circles for like all the reasons that you were just saying, like, it just yeah. gets like, it's just weird. Like there's just like weirdos. And I mean, it's kind of fun, but at the same time, like you got to kind of keep your yeah. distance a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, intense, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sure. To oh, totally. Yeah. And uh, so, but I, I, I saw this, like that he was doing this. I, I somehow found, I think maybe my cousin sent it to me or something. And I, it was like, he had never uh, spoken publicly really about like where the site was. Uh, he had, they kept it a secret. And so this was the first time he was taking anyone out there and doing it at all. So I was like, Oh dude, we got to go. Cause I was in Flagstaff at the time and it was like, uh, you know, a week later and you know, it's just, I, I, like I said, like it's just an hour and a half. So it's like right over there. And so I was like, dude, let's, let's just do it, man. Let's just like buy tickets. Uh, so yeah, me and my cousin went, uh, there was probably, uh, I don't know, 50 to a hundred people at this, it was like a UFO conference. And then the end of the conference was going to be like, Travis takes everyone out. So it was like on a ranch and they had like all the UFO tables set up and stuff. It, it was kind of fun. Uh, and then, and then at the end, so we just went for the, the, the last part. Cause I wanted yeah. to see the site. That was the only thing I cared about. So oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we checked out the tables real quick. And then like, we all got on these school buses and they like drove us like out onto the rim road which is the road that runs right along the mogion rim if uh, anyone listening you go just go to like maps and uh and look at heber overguard and then just go south from there and there's like a it's a just it's called rim road and uh and you drive down that and uh i don't know it's uh it's not too far down there it's like uh i i, I don't even know anyway it's 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 on that road and uh and you turn off and it's like a there's the the Mogion Rim on one side, which is sort of like a drop off. Not it's it's a more of a I don't know a, not a hill, but like a, it's not like a cliff, but it 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 drops off. You could kind of like look at the valley over on the other side, and then on the other side of it uh, is like uh, forest, but it has like these outcroppings. Like uh, I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but like uh, you know uh, just uh, points that go out off the road. They're tree covered and and. Uh, and yeah. and everything so anyway the abduction was on top of one of those and he he drove us all out there and 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 got on his microphone and uh described the entire thing as it uh as it happened to him uh as he claims it happened to him and yeah. uh and and took questions and uh i mean i i came away like i was like dude this guy like definitely believes <laughs> what he's saying man there's there's no uh it it wasn't uh it didn't feel like he was like making it up, but uh, I don't know. That was just my take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most people who know him or have met him, I mean, at conferences and things like that, same say that, I mean, he's, he's, he's he seems pretty sincere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, what, he's been telling the same story for 46 years, whatever it is now. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Uh, yeah. For whatever that's worth. Something happened to him. And I, I mean, yeah. I definitely think the other guys were, are sincere. I mean, there's no question that they, because they were all like, a lot of them didn't even like each other and stuff, you know? So like, it was like they, they, the fact that they all st would stick together for this. Yeah. And they, they didn't know each other that well. They're, you know, these guys working on a logging grill, they all just got hired to do this job. They're like yeah. thinning the trees. I mean, it's like, you know, you ever work a random job like that? It's just like whoever you can get. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, I mean, Travis and, and Mike knew each other, but like, yeah, there was, it was six or seven dudes total. And, uh, yeah, like you know, not not all of them knew each other. Like somebody would have like cracked. 
or come forward. Yeah, I mean, people are arguing that that's what Mike's been doing, but Mike, I mean, again, it, is, it seems like a real personal thing between him and Travis. I mean, if he's doing it now, he 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 kept the same story for a really long time. Uh, so who knows? But like, I I definitely lean towards at least they're telling that what they believe happened. That's definitely how I interpret it. Yeah, yeah, that's my take too. Yeah. Um, as for the stuff about the lie detector, I mean, I mean they're not really no, scientifically they're... legit things. I mean, they're <laughs> no. not, they're pretty. I mean, they're yeah. used. I mean, they're used as like mostly as just like an interrogation tactic. You know, like yeah, try to make the person crack or whatever shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really put much stock in that either way. But the, I mean, just it just yeah, it just it's just a very weird kind of hoax to pull off too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, you know, so they were saying like a guy, they, they had like their buddy up in the tower, like a mile or two away or whatever. And they were, they were somehow shining that light over. And then the rest of the logging crew didn't know about it. Right. It was just like, Travis was the one hoaxing everyone. That was and the then, idea. And then, yeah, that's and then, so they, they see the light and then he goes, Oh my God, it's a, you know, it's a spaceship and, and runs towards it and then throws himself back, uh, you know, 20 feet somehow and enough to yeah. co convince these like, you know, hardcore logger dudes that he's dead and, and to freak them out enough to that they like bail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it just doesn't sound, I mean, yeah, yeah that just, I, I just don't see that just doesn't sound convincing to me anyway. So like the, uh, I, it's, I think we were going to talk about the differences like between the movie and the, and like what actually happened. Cause it's, it's sort of interesting. Like, cause when you're, you're watching this movie, it's a, it, it's a, very different feel because they shot it in Oregon and it takes the real thing happened in Arizona. So like the, the trees are kind of the same, but like, um, so it, it basically it's like in the movie, it's way more green and leafy and like yeah. Oregon feeling for, for lack of a better word. Uh, uh, so, uh, it, it's like the, the vibe is a little bit different. Like, uh, uh yeah, the, the, the light in the movie, like looks really cool coming through those tall trees and, mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and like it, it looks good for the for the screen, but uh, yeah, in real life, it was like uh, the, the the trees were were not nearly as thick, uh, and they weren't as tall. But it was it was okay. So in the movie, he like they basically stop and he sort of like runs down, which is weird because in in real life, like they stop at the bottom of a hill, and the UFO is up at the top of the hill. It's it's not like a a big hill, but it's a hill. Yeah. And and he stops and he jumps out and runs up the hill towards the light. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's and it's not uh, in the movie. I think it's red, but I, I think I think he says it's it was just like blue or white. Uh, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like a. It, it was like a, a big yeah, it was a big shiny metallic thing with like these big like light panels or something on it. Like in, yeah, in the movie, classic UFO. In the movie, it's like cool looking, but it's like this kind of like weird, very cinematic, like alien, organic looking thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like of, something from the X Files or Matrix. You know, very nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of cool looking. It looks like like lava coming apart or something. It looks really cool. Yeah, I, I like what they did, but it's it's completely different than what he said happened. Yeah, it, it was more of a classic flying saucer type of thing that they saw, and like yeah. they, um, and like you said, like the, the 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 trees and everything, they're not as they're, they're a bit they're not like it's not like Oregon or Pacific Northwest. It's like they're they're a lot more spaced out, or you know, it's like. Yeah, it's a it, couple of the shots. They looked right. Like it's it's all pine trees out there. Yeah. Um, like uh, I have a video. If I I mentioned to you before we started recording, I have a video. I'll I'll send it to you after the thing. I couldn't get it uploaded in time, but yeah. you'll you'll be able to see because he stands he's standing right where he said it happened, and and it looks like you'll you'll just see it's just, it's like just pine trees and like shrubs. 
Oh yeah, 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 and and like uh, so. I mean, I just feel like if it was like something being hidden in the, it just feels like it would be hard. Just feels like a hoax would be so hard to pull off like that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I could see like the lot the rationale. Okay, he's gone for five days. He was just hiding out somewhere. I mean, yeah, okay, but like the, the actual sighting itself would have been like extremely difficult to do right. You'd have to have gotten so many things right in order to do it. Yeah. Um. But, you know, um, <laughs> what Travis Walton reported when he was aboard the craft is, is the, yeah, like you said, this is the most interesting part for me. Um, you know, his, his encounter, it, it, was, it is very strange, but it's not quite as uh, goopy and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and violent or weird as, as the movie version, but it is pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, he, woke, he, find him, he found himself woke, waking up on a table in some kind of like hospital like room surrounded by these uh pretty much classic grays more or less yeah. you know yeah the grays and yeah operating on them like like they do apparently uh, you know you hear this all the time it's a very uh, yeah. classic well, abduction i don't think he reported them actually operating on him i think they they but they were around him he was as he was waking up and there there was like uh, medical like instruments nearby of course he was like where the fuck am I? And kind of panicked. Yeah. He was like in a basically animal type of state, and it was just like, you know, panicking and 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 like, uh, like I think he attacked one of the creatures. Yeah, it, he definitely had a pipe. Like he grabbed some type of metal pipe. I don't know if it was one of the instrument instruments or, or I think what. That's or what it, yeah, there was like yeah, exactly. I think that's what it was. It was like, but yeah, yeah, he 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 says he hit it like for sure. He I mean, like he talks. I saw some interview with him, or maybe it was when I saw him, but like. He, he he's like yeah i hit it and it was like spongy like he describes like how it felt hitting the alien um yeah so uh yeah and then he then he took off right like he 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 hit it and and ran yeah the creatures like fled i mean probably because like okay this guy can probably kill us let's go or something who knows (laughs) i mean uh i think they were they seemed to apparently apparently they they were taken by surprise um and they lift he and he left the room and he uh, found his way through a hallway and found another room, which was like this kind of, uh, this is really interesting. It was kind of, he described it as kind of like a, some kind of like navigation room that was like, had some kind of like, dis- like holographic or dis- or some kind of weird display that seemed like it was of the space around where they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, very, I mean, <laughs> he, he described a chair with some, controls or some interesting things on it and uh uh he apparently pulled some kind of lever and there was some kind of movement but i I mean i don't think i don't i don't know if he was claiming to actually move the ship or if it was just moving the imagery on the display that he was seeing but um it was definitely and then he was and then uh some uh humanoids came to the room but they were a different set of humanoids these were like these like t- tall blonde humanoid yeah the nordics the nordic aliens right yeah basically yeah basically classic quote-unquote Nord- nordic aliens you know they look like members of like the abba or something <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and you know and they, and them um, they did not speak anything one of them had a kind of like fishbowl type space helmet thing on um, and uh, they basically escorted him to this other room, which uh, or actually outside of the ship and into a giant hangar where there was a bunch of other ships. Oh, and there was like a male and a or two males and a female or something like that. And yeah. um, they were put. He was put onto a table. 
of some kind and uh they put some kind of like um, anesthesia mask on him and he fell asleep and uh when he woke up he was on the road and the he saw the saucer leaving him um <laughs> and he was just alone on the road and and found the nearby phone booth and that's when he called yeah yeah he wandered wandered back into town uh the uh did, did you in anything you read did, did they mention like his take on like why they actually took him because i thought i he meant he said that when i saw him and i thought it was it was pretty interesting yeah i've heard i've heard what he, th- he seems to think might have happened yeah he thinks right. that like uh he uses the term galactic roadkill which is like a super good term uh, and uh <laughs> and uh he, so he thinks like so so when he ran up the hill to like look at it he thinks that like he, he says it was like wobbling or something and he's not sure if the craft was malfunctioning or what was going on but he says there was like a wobble to it and like this this you know, strong static electricity feel in the air and like everything. And it, uh, it, it freaked him out and he sort of like crouched down behind a log. And then the craft was like, he, he watched, I don't know if it lowered or, or what exactly happened, but his friends were yelling at him. They're like, dude, get out of there. Like we got to go. And, uh, so he was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm out. And he stood up and he says, when he stood up that it, like, he thinks that it, it, uh, decreased the uh, distance between him and the craft. And there was some type of reaction, like a, you know, uh, electric, the, the electricity hit him. He got close enough to it basically that it zapped him. Uh, yeah. And he thinks, he thinks it was an accident. And so he, he's, he's like, yeah, it's like if uh, you know, you, you hit a dog or something on the road uh, like, you know, the, and these are, you know, advanced aliens presumably. So instead of just leaving him there to die, uh, they they took him on board their ship and healed him, and he said that he's like I'm really glad they did it because if if they had just left and my friends had you know come back it was you know the nearest hospital was like an hour away, uh, so yeah. he's he he thinks that he might have actually died on the on the way there, uh, so he thinks the alien saved his life. Yeah, that's very. I mean, it's possible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> who knows? That's his, his take. Yeah, who knows? That's that's what he says. That's his take. I mean, so. it, it's better. It's like as good as explanation as any because, like, he, like because uh, he doesn't display any symptoms of being like a constant abductee, like many abductees are, like yeah, repeater, like where people have because a lot of people report having this thing as a part of their lives. This is definitely a, a one-off incident. Yeah, as, I mean, I'm sure it was probably self-interest on the aliens' part. Well, leave as little trace as possible. I don't know. I mean, leave, leave no trace, man yeah <laughs> burners um anyway uh yeah but so so he he woke up on the road right like and he's and, and he hiked uh I, it was a while like he, he had to walk a few miles uh back to town and then and then found the first phone booth on the edge of of heber and uh and called his mom or his sister or somebody uh yeah. or his wife maybe i can't remember uh but it, it, that that phone booth though is uh this is what i was gonna say that phone booth is is still there oh, and if really? you're ever if you're ever through the town yeah uh for years it was just uh you just had to know that that was the phone booth i mean it was a little weird seeing phone booths anywhere these days but mm-hmm. like you could like drive through and you know it's like kind of a town it it looks completely different than the movie too it's it's not like an old uh 50s town it's just like this weird little redneck village uh in the mountains uh but uh anyway it's it's there's phone booths and uh but now just like a couple years ago uh they painted on the wall next to it there's this mural of like the the, the ufo zapping a guy and uh you know there's like a there's a, a green alien face like smiling at you and stuff they're they're going for the tourist dollar but it's still kind of oh, yeah. cool to see yeah that's yeah. pretty cool it's kind of like the uh the mailbox at area 51 yeah exactly <laughs> which you have also seen right 
Yeah, I've been out there. Uh, apparently, uh, I I think it's the uh, I think it's been like replaced several times the oh, Area yeah. 51 because yeah, it keeps getting stolen. But yeah. uh, this one's been there for a while. It's cool. It's like little alien stickers all over it and shit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, alien tourism is kind of fun if you're ever you know bored in the middle of the desert somewhere. It's where all this shit happens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's his classic story, and you know it's it's a fascinating tale. It's like the implications of it are really like, it's hard to parse exactly, but it's definitely interesting. Like uh, there being two separate groups of, of beings, but that actually is pretty common from what I can tell. This is just, it's so in line with like, uh, you ever notice that like the alien stories and the abduction stories, they're always like, like of the era that they happen. It's like the, the the aliens. It's like, uh, it it always has like, cause this happened in 75. So it's like, 70s aliens like that's what people thought of as you know aliens in the 70s these yeah, Nordic, I mean, ABBA. Uh, yeah they look like they're from yeah, ABBA, yep, you know? yep yeah yeah <laughs> that was that was the the, on, the only reference they had was <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean if you want a perfect looking space being you get like swedish pop gods you know to yeah get exactly <laughs> but yeah and, and just the way he described the ufo like the the console and stuff it was all uh is very uh you know physical technological i the way i'm remembering it at least was was yeah. like very 70s yeah, I mean, people still. I mean, that's the thing is, though, people still report with 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 uh, abduction reports. They still report these things as like very physical objects. I mean, the, the the imagery is still in that vein for the most part. But definitely, with this story, it is that has it has kind of like a an adventure tale kind of thing to it. Like, oh, I was I got to I got to play with the controls and mess with the yeah. ship a little bit. You know, it's a it's a little fun thing. But I mean, he seems to believe it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Did, I mean, did he? Uh, I, I think, I think he went under underwent hypnosis, right, for to recover those uh, memories. No, I, he uh, apparently he remembered this mostly pretty much without hypnosis. The problem okay. thing is, yeah, I mean, same with Whitley Strieber actually. Um, the hypnosis was mostly to uh, help with the anxiety and the fear of it, because like, yeah, he was he was fucked up for a while. Yeah, yeah. Every, by all accounts, he was just looking like he was just like completely haggard and wasted. he he, he very... didn't talk about it for years too. That's another thing that's interesting. Like he just like wouldn't talk about it. He 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 went. He was doing like logging. Like he just went back to work and was like yeah, he worked at a mill. He was like a yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, mill. And uh and yeah, he just he like wouldn't talk about it. He'd make rare public appearances, but it was like he he wasn't uh, like he wasn't trying to like make money off it. You know? Yeah, I mean. I'm sure it's become more of his thing now, but like it's, I think also, also it's also, but the thing is, it's also like you have other people talking about your story for years and like, you kind of like, Oh, I want to talk about it. If anybody's going to make money off of it, I want to make money off of it. Yeah. Because it happened to me or whatever. I mean, so I, yeah. So like making money from it isn't really that big of a thing to me, like to where like that's means that they're hoaxing or not. Yeah. Um, you know, like people make do things for all kinds of reasons. So yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I, you know who? Yeah, just, who knows what the psychological take was? But he appeared to be pretty traumatized from it just by his behavior. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I believe he's. I really believe he, he. They he went through something. I mean, and and he, and his. But the but the hypnosis was mostly just to like help him tell it without like feeling like the the. PTSD from it like the anxiety. okay yeah that, that makes a lot of sense I, I just remember there's hypnosis in there somewhere but um... yeah also also because like I think often when you're having those things it's like you you, you barely believe it yourself so you're like what the hell's happened to me you know it's <laughs> yeah like, totally. and just it, that helps you calm your mind down I mean I think that's kind of what, how Whitley Strieber was because like Whitley Strieber was like he remembered all these things happened to him and uh and was like 
I, but, but like, I, <laughs> uh, I, it's hard to talk about because I, it, you know, cause it's just so, it's yeah. just so crazy. I mean, it, it, it's like, you can barely articulate it. How fucking weird it is that this happened to you. If it happened to you, I mean, we're, yeah. we're talking if here, but, um, you know, I mean, I, I can definitely imagine like the, needing that and, and, but the uh, hypnosis apparently did not reveal anything new. It just kind of helped him lay it out a bit clearer i think or okay something. yeah yeah um i just i just remember another little interesting aspect here because uh so like i mentioned i'm in arizona and we actually uh i my dad and like he he's some of his friends like and just you know people we know were on the um uh the search crew mm. for travis like when it happened so they were all like doing other stuff up there kind of like you know outdoors logger types like uh yeah. then they were working on on different stuff up there but you know it's a tiny little town somebody goes missing like that like everyone goes and searches like they're just yeah. so they're all out there searching like you know with, with the, the the search party like it was all organized and everything and they were looking for him for days uh and um so uh yeah anyway we're, we were talking to uh to this guy and uh he was like yeah w- when i was out there um i uh you know i, I ran into an apache because the apache reservation mm-hmm. is right there and uh and so he was he was talking to this guy and uh He's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're a, you're the the guy. He's a he saw he saw the uh, the blue light, and uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, that happens. You know, he, you're gonna you're gonna find him again in a few days, and he's gonna have a crazy story. <laughs> and that was like before Travis had reappeared. That's amazing. And that was yeah, that was like the, the my friend uh, talking to the uh, the Apache guy, and uh, and he was right. It turned wow. out he was right. So apparently, that's yeah. a thing up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, I mean, usually that's the case. Usually, it turns out that the you know, things are rarely truly isolated. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for sure, and that's that's so fascinating. Um, yeah, and you know another another thing that happens up there. I don't know if you've heard of. There's a cryptid called the the Mogion monster, which is just like the Arizona Bigfoot. But uh, everyone sees that in the exact same place. Like, there's, yeah. it's just one of those areas where like weird paranormal shit happens. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, it's a, it's again, it's one of those things. You scratch, you scratch a UFO, you find a, you find a Bigfoot, you find a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it all happens together. It's so weird how that works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know if these areas are places where the veil is thinner between other realities or whatever, I'm sure yep. all kinds of shit would come through. You know. I, I was kind of like I like that take, or it's just, or it's easier for like the the brain to pick up different uh, frequencies, or, or yeah, yeah, or, or something like that. You know, yeah. like there always have been places where stuff just weirder stuff happened. Have you ever seen the show Hellier? Have you heard of it? Uh, uh-uh. uh no, I don't think I know that one. Okay, well, it's this show about these uh, paranormal investigators. They get this letter from um, this doctor apparently in Kentucky somewhere, talking about this. Uh, encounters he keeps having with these goblin type creatures uh which they start to connect to a old case that happened in the 50s it was like a famous ufo case where like a, a ufo was seen but then these goblin like creatures started attacking their shed it was very 50s b movie but it was like right, right. but but the people involved are said to be very credible so it was like it's it's a pretty famous case but it leads to so much more i highly recommend there's two seasons of it it is basically these people going down the rabbit hole. Like, it, it, yeah, it involves um, uh, somebody who's uh, been on uh, your sh- your old show before. Um, Alan Greenfield is uh, oh. at one point. Yeah. Oh, cool. So things go down a bunch of different tangents. I think you'd really dig it. it 
you just you gotta you gotta let it sit for a little while. You, you, you know, the people on there, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Then you realize, oh, these people know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm dude, I'm already sold. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's, it's a sick it, pick. It's a treat, man. Um, but yeah, so the movie, <laughs> uh, Fire in the Sky. Uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about the the abduction scene in the movie because that's that's rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie was written by a guy named Tracy Torme, who is a um, who's been who's like he wrote on Star Trek and a few things. He's also heavily interested in UFOs and has been like into the subject for a long time. So he's actually written a lot of projects involving um, UFOs, including the movie Intruders, the TV movie, a version of the Bud Hopkins book, which came out about a year before this. And um, that apparently was being made at the same time. So they were like, okay, well, we can't have an abduction sequence. That's just like those. So we have to, uh, I don't know, just do something different. So they basically got industrial light magic to like cook up this whole sequence, which while it is not accurate to what was reported to happen is a kind of an amazing scene. Yeah. Like the onboard, the UFO. Scene. That, that's what I meant by abduction sequence. It's like when he's actually yeah, onboard I mean. the, yeah. the UFO. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh it looks, uh, yeah. The special effects are a plus for the nineties. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really cool stuff. There's, it's actually like, it, it's, it's kind of like disturbing in a way that like no other, uh, uh, you know, UFO scene that I've, that I've watched, uh, it, it just, it gets under your skin. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, quite literally. In some yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause like in that one, he, it's like, it's it's sort of almost sticks to the broad broad strokes of what happened but not kind of sort of but not really <laughs> but yeah. in that like he wakes up like in like in the in what he reported but he wakes up in the movie in like this organic like bubble pod with and a bunch of goop like a yeah he's in a sack he's in like yeah. a like a fleshy sack of some sort yeah. it's fucking gross but yeah. uh, he's like trying to like you know poke his way out of it and uh, yeah it's all like yeah it's gross uh yeah and like it's so he like punctures this membrane that's on the outside of the sack and then he then he just like and he like finds himself in this big cylindrical chamber where it looks like basically just looks like a wasp's nest or something it's like yeah it's, it's in like insectoid sort of uh yeah vibe to it. a little bit like aliens uh but not quite it's not like ripping it off or anything but it's no uh, but enough, a little yeah. bit of that a little bit of that geiger feel a little bit yeah a little bit of the organic technology mm-hmm. thing it's pretty cool um yeah and like it's so and he's like he's floating around and he grabs like this kind of like string or rope or something that i think was it like a tether i don't know it's like something that was yeah it's just there i don't yeah who knows yeah and then he like swings out and he accidentally pops into another one of the little sack chambers and there's like a decaying half eaten bot like half decaying bot it's so gross yeah there's like a corpse he like puts his hand in the corpse or something yeah that's one of the that's one of the ones they never bothered to drop back off (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like i know i was like what is what are they doing here what kind of aliens are these yeah and it basically floats up to the top and there's like low gravity or micro gravity yeah the way they do that is really cool like however they did that gravity special effect was probably my favorite part of the yeah it's very convincing it was probably wires it's probably wire work but like it's very very convincing yeah it looks all it's surreal it's like just like you feel like just like something's off like just by the way he's moving yeah yeah Uh, yeah uh, yeah but anyway he he, he, yeah he like you're saying he climbs up to the top of the uh the shaft and and then what happens to the the oh he finds spacesuits right like yeah yeah a, alien finds, spacesuits so he finds like this chamber that's full of like these humanoid shapes which are connected to like all these tubes and everything and it's like 
at first you're like, oh, are these aliens? Oh no! And then he looks up and he goes, and, and they're it's they're like the classic. They are these are like the classic gray look, you know, big black eyes, small small mouth, and everything. Yeah. It turns out, yeah. But it, it turns out they're just like spacesuits, masks. Like, I guess it's like a way for the filmmakers to reconcile the classic gray look with the uh, um, <laughs> with the the look they go for. Um, yeah. So so like. Uh, and so, of course, he goes. He has a line. He goes, "Space suits," <laughs> <laughs> just so the audience would not uh, would understand. Like it's 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 like what it's probably the oh, well, the one thing I don't like about that whole sequence is just that that line. Yeah. It's a bit too on. I mean, we know it. It's, it's okay. We, we get it. There's suits. Yeah, it was it was clear. No, those audiences are too dumb. They just won't get it. That just feels like a studio note or something. Yeah. Um. But like. Uh, but it turns out one of the suits is occupied. There's like some alien sleeping in there or something. He wakes up and like, uh oh, one of the, one of the lab rats has escaped. And so, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a little weird. I guess they sleep in their spacesuits. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like communion style. Actually, that 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 specific thing reminded me a little bit of uh, of communion, just with like the uh, the the gray alien mask with like another alien underneath yes. it. Yeah, you know, aliens inside of aliens. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's actually kind of a trope that we've seen in a lot of movies since then, like Independence Day, Prometheus. There's like, a lot oh, of, yeah. like there's like an organic thing on the outside, and there's like a, something else on the inside. There's that. Totally. Uh, and so, um, but yeah. Uh, so like, uh, yeah. So like, basically, the it, he kicks the alien's mask off, and then it it and he like tries to escape, um, and he he's grabbed by these other aliens, and they just take him down this like dusty tunnel and it, it reminded me a lot of the tunnel uh you know texas chainsaw massacre 2 oh yeah it's a good movie yeah 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 you know like the family the the the, the, the house that they live in you know yeah totally yeah <laughs> the, the underground like a lair that they have i mean where it's like all like a bunch of just crazy shit like it's an old amusement park or something so there's like yeah. all this crazy shit underneath it looks a little bit like that but totally but, yeah i feel that but like with no gravity with like low gravity so there's like stuff floating around and like it's like junk floating around. It's very dirty and dusty. It feels like they've been collecting things from all over the place for a while. And like they so they're grabbing him and they're just dragging him along this hallway. And then um, uh, they uh, and th- these aliens are like really spindly. They they look they have like little beady eyes and um, no nose. They look a lot like actually Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> kind of remarkably like Joe Biden. I that is a good point. Yeah, <laughs> they, got, they got that Biden vibe. Yeah, the Biden state is what all, everybody's evolving towards. Just, <laughs> it's like this little little space monkey thing. Um, <laughs> but like at one point when they're dragging him past like this all this junk that's in the hallway, but like there's like this cool shot of like this pair of like old cat eye glasses, you know, like old lady cat eye glasses that they. Oh, that totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a really cool little flourish. I mean, you're talking about ILM at the peak of their powers, you know, before CGI yeah. took over everything. So there's like lots of physical puppetry mixed with stuff. And it's like, it's shot with like such panache. It's just really cool, <laughs> you know? And, and then they, they take him to this um, table and then here's like the classic abduction part, you know, where they actually experiment on him and stuff. Yeah. They, they use all these weird tools, these alien metal tools. And they, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just gnarly. It's like, it reminds you of like a bad doctor's office visit or something. I don't even know. Like, it's just, you know, they're poking him with this and like, they, they put something in his mouth. They like hold his mouth open and, and it's pour like, like goo in it. Yeah. It's so gross. It's like, yeah, it, it, it I mean, it feels it is, it is the closest approximation, I think, that it probably feels like to be uh, a lab rat or, you know, 
like yeah. being an animal that is uh, I mean I think that really is like the feeling because like it's just you you have no idea what they're doing like they you know they are yeah yeah you're so beyond strapped you, down. and they're just strapping you down and and doing all this painful weird shit to you <laughs> they're not that they can't exp you can't explain to you I guess even I don't know it's like it's just that it it just taps into all these weird feelings of vulnerability, you know, that just, I think pretty much anybody who's been to like a doctor, like when they didn't want to go or a dentist probably. Yep. Yeah. It really is like uh, that. And like, uh, but, but yeah, they stretch like this fucking membrane thing over him, like a leg text oh, yeah. looking, <laughs> they strip off his clothes and like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the suction. They, they suck it down on him somehow. So he's like trapped in the weird fleshy membrane. Yeah, it's very like, I mean, this is probably somebody's kink or something, but uh... I, I, I got, yeah, it was like, I was, I didn't want to mention that, but there's, there was like totally some parallels, but I was like, oh man, someone's into BSDM. Yeah, yeah, exactly. B BDSM. Yeah. Space doms. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, they uh, cut something and then they, then they of course take. There's like some needle come that comes out of the, of the, uh, the, the ceiling and then like, uh, it like, uh, I I don't know what I guess it comes into his eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's basically it. I mean, that that's the end of the sequence. Yeah, like, he's like screaming and then yeah, he like they yeah he he wakes up he he blacks out uh, and then he's like yeah, yeah. that's the end. Yeah, I mean, in the movie, I mean, he's you know when he is when he's rescued or whatever when they find him, he's like completely naked. It's raining, you know. They're like, <laughs> it's really dramatic, and like, and like he, um, uh, uh, and he's like barely verbal. And then they show little flashes here and there, but then the big flash comes when when he's at the uh, a party for like uh, it's a Travis's home party or something, and. Uh, uh, right, right. Yeah, and like some somehow he like some syrup spills on a table or something, and that's what we're. Uh, that's right, yeah, and he has to. He's like they find him like hiding under the table, like having flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, and that's mostly where Ew. we actually the flashback of the movie, because like the rest of the movie is pretty much like just a human drama. I mean, it's not bad necessarily. It's just not necessarily exciting. And I, you know, another thing I just remember, like there, there's a for some reason they have like uh, UFO guys like interrogating him about his. Uh, yeah. His, when he's like like right after they find him for like somehow there's like ufo dudes there yeah uh, yeah there's a ufo guy there's like a recurring character throughout the movie he's an as a ufo a ufologist from some ufo organization fictional one called afar um or something like aerial phenomenon research or something yeah just like yeah whatever there, there were a lot of groups like that back then but yeah, I mean, uh, and he was grilled by a bunch of different groups over different things. But uh, yeah, it was like it was, it was sort of like an accurate uh, like it, it wasn't wrong that that sort of thing did happen to him. It like reflected something that like occurred, but it wasn't like right after he was abducted. Though. No, no, no. It's like the, as soon as they get the call, they call, they seem to call the guy. <laughs> yeah. And bring him with him to the, to the gas station where they find him. Yeah. There's this dramatic scene where he's like yelling at Travis. So he's like trying to hide in some gas station bathroom or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little much, but you know, whatever it's, it's movies, it's heightened yeah. and everything. I, I just really can't think of much to say about that first part of the movie. I mean, it, you know, cause it's like yeah. the case itself is so interesting and the performances are pretty good. I mean, they're, I mean again, it's a well-made movie. It, it is, not it's not you know it's not a made for tv cheapy movie even though it kind of structurally is kind of like a tv movie <laughs> yeah 
I mean, they did things a little like they paced it a little more slowly back in the nineties. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a nice looking film. Like cinematography is excellent. I mean, it's a lot of famous character actors in there. James Garner is like a composite character of different law enforcement people who are involved in the case. And, uh, he's, he's, you know, James Garner, of course, so he's always entertaining and yeah, he was know. good. Yeah. Oh Robert yeah. Patrick is that. Yeah. Robert Patrick plays is Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like an early, yeah, that was like one of the earlier roles I saw him outside of being like, you know, T-1000. Yeah. I always kind of like Robert Patrick. He was in the X-Files too after, uh, indeed he was, he was a, uh, yeah, they didn't bring him back for those, uh, reboots though. No. I stopped watching, I think, when I was a kid, when 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 Mulder left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that show, I mean, I, I need to do an episode about that show because, like, that show is, like, it is so personally important to me in so many ways, but it's, like, it's also one of the most frustrating shows ever. It's, like, it <laughs> yeah. was so good, and then it got really bad, and then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, as it happens. But, uh, oh, yeah, Henry Thomas... Um, aka elliot from et is the young member of the crew <laughs> right yeah that was interesting yeah so there's like another alien connection there um but yeah, yeah robert patrick i think is really the main character of the movie really i mean he's the one really holding it together and yeah like travis isn't there for half of the, the movie yeah. and it's it's yeah the whole narrative is just like you know them grilling mike over like you know what happened so it's sort of a, it's a little bit of a police uh, drama thing there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, nobody believes them. And, you know, it's like we get, you know, we're going to prove ourselves and it's, it's, it's whatever. There is kind of a scene and there's a scene in a church where they all get together and they're like, um, you know, uh, it's like a town meeting in the church or something. And like, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, I know your kids. I know you. Right. You. And you mentions all these people by name, and then he goes, Mrs. Pratt? And then it's like this old lady, and she just goes, mm, mm, mm. It's like a really funny shot for some reason. It's always stayed with me. Mrs. Pratt? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, that's like, it's one of those scenes that, like, you know, the, the a church scene is, you know, not, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone would. Yeah, town meeting scene. Yeah. Yeah, town meeting scene. I don't know if anyone would shoot that anymore. Like, uh, but, yeah. Uh, but you know the uh, the it was based on that book that he wrote, and I, I remember reading the book like right after I, I went out there with him, uh, just yeah. to like just to see what he had said, uh, you know, in in the past, fill in some of the gaps. And uh, I remember that book being really good. Like I think I I think the book is is a solid read. And uh, yeah, pretty, he's actually pretty quick. Yeah, he's a, he 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 wrote it I think himself mostly. And uh, yeah, I, think, I mean, so he's he's pretty, he's pretty articulate guy. He's not like a you know bumpkin, you know. He's yeah, like, not a dummy. So. Um, so like, uh, I mean, it's 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 pretty it's a pretty really good account. Like, uh, the, it was originally called the Walton Experience, and then in the mid '90s they republished it as Fire in the Sky to tie in tie in with the movie. But it, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Good, that's the version point. I have and that I've, I've read. Oh cool. But it's the same basic story. It just it just has like extra updated stuff in it. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's possibly uh, possibly better than the movie. Better book than the movie. But uh, I, I like the movie though too. So. I'm not going to yeah. talk too much shit. Yeah, I mean it's enjoyable watch. I mean again, even the human drama stuff, it's not it's not like unwatchable. It's just it's just like you know, you're here for the the intrigue of the UFO shit. I mean, that's what but but the thing is there isn't a much to go on because it, it was just like it really was they were he was gone and that's where yeah. most of the drama was. Like is this guy alive? What? Yeah, like um, if you're watching that movie, like you it's I think it's on 
prime right now um because i just i just watched it and it's you can you know if you know the story you can basically just watch the abduction scene and the ufo scene and then like you know call it call it a night <laughs> if, yeah, if, you, if you don't have time yeah and uh the book is i definitely recommend the book that is definitely that's the yeah the, me too that's travis walton's uh story i mean that's about it it gets about as complete as you get complete as you can get with all that stuff i mean he he goes into it he doesn't speculate too much about what happened but other than just like what you said like thinking that probably they were just trying to fix him or something and he 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 doesn't claim to know anything about anything you know he doesn't claim to have any special insight you know other than just having this thing happen to him um yeah and a lot of it really goes into like going like countering the debunking claims like which a lot of which are really ridiculous like don't make any sense um like i'm sure you could make a good argument but i haven't really heard one that really accounts for everything yeah i'm not a big fan of debunkers in general it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's exactly. uh it's just not very fun you know it's... yeah yeah exactly even i mean even if he's just telling a story just let him do it man it's fun yeah, exactly. <laughs> i mean at the end of the day like <laughs> uh, just, just make this fucking stay on this planet while we're here a little more entertaining, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it yeah. just, yeah, it just pisses me off that some people are like, no, you can't do that. That could not have happened. <laughs> Out to debunk aliens. Good yeah. fucking luck. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's one thing if you're like debunking like something like where people are being actually exploited, you know, like by like a, you know, fraudulent. Yeah, yeah, that's t- yeah. or something. Or, that's you know? that's that's different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's different. This is just like this. This is just something that makes the world more entertaining and interesting. You know. Absolutely. Um, and it, who knows? It might be true. You know, that's that's the fun part about it. You never know. <laughs> yeah, he seems to think it's true. I, although, you know, I, I I'll I'll be the first to admit it's uh, you know you, you you never know. But uh. and I mean, there's actually a really good documentary too. I recommend called. Uh, uh, Travis. I mean, again, it's it's it is a it is from their perspective, uh, him and the other people's. It's really good, actually. A lot of footage of the actual area. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a good it's a worthwhile documentary. Cool. Watch. Oh yeah, I have to check that out. Um, do you think uh, you think that's where we should uh, end things for today? I think it's a good endpoint. Yeah. Okay. I think cool. we did it. We did it justice, right? I think so. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Thanks again for coming on, Eric. Um, oh yeah. Well, of course, welcome back anytime. And uh, uh, you have anything to plug? Uh, just to, anything? Nah, nah <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I'm not doing anything interesting. It's all yeah. good. I got. I got that other podcast, but it yeah, is, yeah, nights after dark. But it's. Uh, I don't like to advertise that so much. It, Keep it under the radar. It's like a good conspiracy podcast should just be like found. It shouldn't be like advertised. You know? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the right people will find it. If it's yeah, meant to be. there you go. All right. <laughs> Night. If you have any constructive comments, movie suggestions, or stories of your own otherworldly sightings or encounters, drop us a line at saucercinemapod at gmail.com.